Episode number four, we got Jack Napier from Trip Whip, a very successful YouTuber on psychedelics and all kinds of uh, psychonaut adventures. Is that the right word, psychonaut? Yeah, I think so. Mm. What, do you, what do you feel about the show? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, it'd be just be mm -mm. Um, different to get a different perspective on psychedelics and um, insight to someone else's mind and their, and their experiences. Mm -mm. That's it. Our esteemed guest, Jack Napier. Check out this clip. Hey guys, um, alright, so this is gonna be a, probably a tough video to make, um, but it's about what the machine elves, or what I've been calling the machine elves, told me when I took DMT for the first time. This is episode four, this is um, Jack Napier from Trip Whip, mm -hmm. we're very happy to have you here man. Honored to be here. And, uh, Rutago? Yeah, um, this is the first time meeting Jack actually, mm -hmm. nice to meet you. You too. Um, so yeah. Tell us a little bit of about your experience with um, psychedelics. What got you into it? Um, and what was your introduction like? Um, my introduction was, I was probably in um, like a down headspace for some time. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like a meaningless, nihilistic period of my life. Um, and uh, I ended up actually starting off with synthetic weed. Somebody gave it to me pretending it was normal weed. Is that the chronic? That's a chronic, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. That shit's fucking it's nasty, poison, man. It's poison, that's what it is, yeah, yeah. Is it the stupid little chronic? I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's oh, man, that. I've heard some horror yeah. stories, but yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah I've had man. some horror stories on it too, because I, I, I tried it, and it threw me into like a full ego death. Like I was, I was trying to show off, like, yeah, I can take weed, and just like did the biggest like, hit I could do of it, and, uh, and next thing I'm just seeing like this tunnel of colors coming at me. I was like, this isn't weed, I, I, I should have known, and then blasted off somewhere else. And it was not a good experience or anything like that, but because I was in a point in my life where I just didn't have much meaning, it was the first glimpse of like something else. It was like the first glimpse of like, hey, there's mm. uh, a little bit more to this world than I thought. It was like the first glimpse of the other side of the coin. So at that point, I just wanted to try every drug, not for really any good reason, just curiosity. Like a scientist. <laughs> well, not even at that point. <laughs> I was just like, man, there's, there's gotta be some meaning here somehow, yeah, yeah. you know? I know um, what you mean. And then eventually I found LSD. Yeah. Um, oh. And LSD like very quickly reversed my depression, uh, reversed my anxiety, uh, gave me meaning in life, taught me forgiveness, uh, just the most sick and powerful emotions ever. Um, at that stage, totally done with synthetic weed and oh. started healing myself, um, stopped smoking, just did all this other stuff, trying to make myself a better person. Um, and that was true meaning I thought I'd found, which was just really my own happiness. So I explored, explored psychedelics for uh, mental repair, basically, like for medicinal use. Mm. And uh, eventually it started getting more trippy and started showing me things to this reality which challenged my belief system in a really powerful way. Um, it was very different sort of ego deaths to what I'd had on synthetic mm. weed. The, the synthetic weed ones were just chaos, and meaningless uh, these ones were showing me very specific things yeah um, and after that I, I knew I had to pursue psychedelics just to find out what it was that they're kind of showing us mm. yeah at what, what point did you say hang on a second I'm gonna make a, a channel and talk about these experiences and that um, I used to like trip 
And then yeah. like, it was just like a trippy thought. It was like, hey, what if we made a YouTube channel? And then I'm like, I'd sober up and be like, that's a dumb idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, one's, no one's gonna wanna hear it. No one's gonna, mm. and I'm just gonna get in trouble if anybody did hear it anyway. But um, I was at uni at the time, and was having conversations with friends, trying to find people to talk to about it. And no one could really understand, mm. you know, that it's, it's not just like a drug that you're getting fucked up on. It's not like a drug that uh, you're using to escape. Um, and so I thought, I may as well make a YouTube channel. Anybody who hears it, who agrees with me, can maybe connect with it. And those who don't agree, maybe I can challenge them a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's why I started the channel. That's awesome, man. Mm. Well, the thing is with LSD, have you ever tried mushrooms as well? Like mixing them? Or no, just um, individually. You've oh, done sure, psilocybin, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was your experience comparing LSD to psilocybin? Um, so I've definitely explored LSD further, mm. um, but, I found in, on low doses, uh, there's definitely major differences. Like LSD is more speedy, so I could feel it more in like my body, mm. um, and it felt like I was kind of getting a high, um, or like a um, like a caffeine high, or a, yeah, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that, like a stimulant. Um, and it was trippy, but it wasn't really altering my thoughts too much. Um, it wasn't until I would start taking higher doses that I'd really start doing that. Mm. Um, I could still have an inner voice that would be teaching me interesting things, um, but it wasn't too like uh, alienated from me or anything like that. And uh, um, yeah, again, it wasn't until I took higher doses that it started really being mm. like too trippy. Um, mushrooms, however, uh, were straight away, my, my own thoughts became very alienated and I felt like I was communicating with something else, like with a separate oh, wow. intelligence, yeah, um, yeah. even though like it was my thoughts. Yeah. Um, less speedy, a lot more like uh, grounded. It just felt like I was in my body, but I could see things tripping around me. Mm. Um, both of them quite a lot of euphoria. On high doses, eventually they both started taking me to the same places. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's pretty cool, because I've, I've never done LSD. I've done oh, right. mushrooms though. Um, I've only had like, a bit of fear with LSD. Okay. I don't know why, but I, I, well, I have a lot of fear with it's just, um, psychedelics in general, sure, yeah. but with psilocybin because I've done it before and I've had really amazing experiences on it before, it's um, really, really profound. You know, like um, I remember meditating once when I took uh, psilocybin mushrooms, looking into the sun, you could start to see like colors and like fractal images and like different shapes like, coming, in, coming through in the sky and then people's faces and I had like this huge heart opening experience. Um, but yeah, I've never really ventured into the LSD, but from what you said there, it helped you heal yourself. Mm, definitely. Um, was it just like you contemplating or did you feel like you were being helped by unseen forces or maybe God, spirits? What, what do you think was really the Late, essence behind it? Later on, I would have definitely said spirits and forces because mm. you're yeah. seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but when I started using it medicinally, I didn't believe in any of that. Yeah. I didn't think any of that was possible to get in contact with. I didn't think it was anything real. Mm. Um, and so at that stage, I just figured it was all just me um, and whatever me is. and. Um, I remember the specific trip that really started reversing things. I had a lot of problems with my brother. I was yeah. living with him at the time and we were fighting constantly. Um, and the LSD... I love that one. Cheers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the <Real> gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> the um, acid basically said, yeah, you got to forgive this guy. And it was just so clear. Like at that mm. moment, I just had to forgive him. In turn, forgive me. Um, but later, it was um, after... No, it was before taking DNT. I think uh, eventually I just started seeing spirits, um, and mm. they were the ones that were always giving the wow. most direct messages. That, I got a few good questions for you on this next yeah. one. Sure. But back back to the truthful thing. I remember taking psychedelics with one of my good friends, and um, 
there was a period of time where like we weren't friends and we were friends and I had this all this urge, I had this massive urge like just you got to tell him everything you know what I mean about when you weren't friends what happened like oh yeah I would have done I did some things that I would regret to him you know yes. and, and obviously his his brothers you know just the little things but yeah, like, yeah yeah you know fighting or vandalism or just childish stuff and I'd tell him everything right. and I could not hold it back like I could not suffocate it it was like it just made me be more truthful with myself and also everyone like impossible to lie I had to change my whole careers everything because right. you just couldn't you couldn't I couldn't bullshit anymore yeah, yeah. pure authenticity so yes. I'm glad you said that because that was this yes it's very, it's very profound like yeah it is yeah. it's do religious you, like a pilgrim yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like um the psychedelics give gave you an um the capability to self-reflect a little bit deeper then yeah well especially well the thing is with me I don't do it very often I do it ceremoniously like once every couple of months yeah. if I get a calling to like what happened was I didn't do marijuana for almost a year and there was a full moon I remember looking at the moon I'm like it's a nice moon and I had this voice like do some weed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like nah I don't want to do some weed you know? it's, not, it's bad it's wrong you know? yeah. and then like one of, one of my friends that I work with she comes up to me and she just gives me a handshake and she has a little like little bag of weed in there I'm yeah. like get out of here you motherfucker so um, I come home I'm like you know what I'm just going to do it I hit it I go go to my room and like I close my eyes and then like I'm staring at the moon and I'm like huh? I thought I was outside and I wasn't I was inside of my bed but I could see the moon mm. it was just like my third eye just opened and I heard like mm. a, even felt like a little bit of pressure there I'm like this is insane so I start to do a little bit of a prayer first and after protection because I always have you know shadow people and whatever else and that so, so I was just after protection yeah. as I do that I get this overwhelming presence of this like love and like little shivers that come through your body and I'm looking at this blue human like staring right back at me and it was just there you know what I mean mm. it looked like um looked like a human maybe a little bit of an avatar the movie avatar yeah but had like um a little bit of like like braids on the hair and like I think maybe maybe even tattoos but some kind of like coding or writing you know that's those ancient writings you yeah, see, yeah, yeah on yeah. his face and on his hair and just the feeling was just immense and mm. I was just like that for about an hour and then I fell asleep mm. but that was yeah there's obviously something that was the, something yeah, there that was the first time you like had that profound weed this this was uh, way after, way after oh, that. Way after that. Years yeah, yeah. later, was right, just, right. this is just because, yeah, it just, it just, it makes you think like, what the hell was that? You know? Right. Yes. And you can put it like, oh, maybe it's, it's people are like, oh, you're on a drug, you're hallucinating, you're doing all these things, but things like that are just are profound. There's nothing negative at all. Totally. Yeah. And I find it annoying when people are like, oh, it's just a drug, it's a psychedelic, because like, when uh, for me when I took had my highest dose of acid, mm. the hallucinations like. Uh, or hallucinations came into like this reality. Oh wow! So it was like I can't. There's no point where I was just like um, sober, and then I went unconscious, and then I was hallucinating. It was like I'm I'm in normal reality, normal reality, and now I'm tripping balls, and everything's like different. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. how did I get here? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, and it's it's like yeah. if it was just as simple as it being hallucination you'd have to go unconscious first because mm. it's like that's like uh, when you're awake your normal reality you fall asleep you go into a dream which you would say is not normal reality but at this point they merged so perfectly mm. it's like throughout our evolution there's no point where we like our mind developed the capacity to switch from real reality to false reality mm. there was no need for it it wasn't like we were uh, evolving with psychedelics so it's like I, I think uh, it's just changing the signal you know what i mean it's just like you're taking a psychedelic and the senses that you normally perceive reality with 
are just being altered to see mm. new things. You know, it's yeah. not like you're just suddenly in real reality and then hallucinating. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm. So that, that reality, would you say, is already there? I would yeah, say it's, it, already, it's there. already there. I would definitely say it's already there. It's just uh, changing the channel of, of what you can perceive. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you feel like your, your, sense, your senses are heightened? <sighs> see, I... Well, definitely. Like, I think um, when you take uh, any psychedelic on even a low dose, you can just see more clearly and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Um, and because you're a lot more present, you're taking account of what you're hearing and smelling and seeing. So all of the senses are enhanced anyway. But um, I think uh, it's also the case that like when you're, maybe when you're born, you can see the stuff. You know, when you're like a child, you can perceive the stuff. Mm. But then it's not practical for our survival. And so the whole of society is basically like based around uh, developing our survival. Um, and keeping us alive and that's really our main imperative so it's like all of the stuff that's really fascinating that's potentially real that we're tuning into and that maybe you can see as a child you're taught to kind of tune that out you know the the beings that you see are imaginary friends they're mm. not real stop talking to them otherwise if you're like six years old and you're still talking to an imaginary friend that's weird you have to stop and so you're like yeah. slowly tuning this stuff out that's true yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense too yeah, sure. even when it comes to parents and discipline and stress and school and whatever else when you're getting into stress mode it may just turn that those heightened abilities off totally you know? i think so as well yeah. i think it takes more processing of the brain to see mm. these things and if you to see them completely your body just sh shuts down Mm. So it's like to be more practical, we tune it out. That's true, man. Yeah. Well, it's interesting what's happening now is like you look at all the um, folklore, mythical tales and biblical stories, all this sort of stuff when it comes to like fairies, elves, spirits, ancient civilizations. Then you've got indigenous cultures that all have their own sort of stories of metaphysical or supernatural beings. Mm. And I studied um, indigenous um, cultures. Mm. This ran it like when it came to Hawaii, Pacific Islanders, indigenous Native American. A lot of them have exactly the same themes or such similar stories, but no way of communicating in our standards. Where it's like there's no right. coincidences there, you right. know? Right. Yeah. Just, but yeah. all this stuff sort of coming back now, even so, ever since I would probably say the 60s until now, it's always been there, but I guess we're seeing a lot of it coming up now with like friends that I know of and people and the internet. People are sharing their stories and it's just like, it's, it's incredible. So do you think yeah. like um, these stories of like things like, um, what's a good example, the half human, half horse? Um, things like uh, mermaids and stuff like that. Ooh. So do you think that those those stories stem from somewhere? It can't be like someone who just sat there one day and was, was like, oh wait, there's, there's got to be something that looks like a half-human, half-horse. That can man. function like a half-human, half-horse. Yeah. So is that like, was that someone who was being super creative at that moment or someone who was able to access this realm and communicate with these beings and um, these beings told him a story or they taught him some sort of lesson and he tried to reflect that lesson onto like the normal people mm. or is just someone who was just super creative and just had a thought It's like wait what, what if it's possible to have someone who's a half human half horse mm. so, so like do those like imagination or reality yeah, mm. imagination or reality yeah. you, you take this one <laughs> <laughs> you're the guest i'm gonna shut up <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't have a good idea at all of, of the answer, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I know, I think it's like, you know how we're talking about alternate universes yeah. before. I think it's possible that if there's an infinite amount of alternate universes out there, some of these universes are governed by like different physics. And some of these universes are super foreign to us. 
but in some way we're, we're connected to these alternate universes and that might be what we call the imagination. Um, it might be like, I think Terence McKenna, uh, the, the, I don't know if you guys know Terence McKenna. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he had this LSD trip where he was just like chilling out next to a heater um, and next thing the sound of the heater seemed to tune him into this very specific uh, lizard universe whereas like the, it was just similar to our universe but it was governed by like lizard people um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he said it was so convincing like he's walking through and they're showing him like their art they're like welcome to our reality thanks for coming here uh, this is our art this is our history this is like they're just showing him this reality and he came out of it and he was like, I wouldn't be surprised if the imagination is a hyperdimensional portal into different realities. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yes, yeah. yes. So it could be that um, the same thing, that you know, we are creative, we don't see it as we're getting in touch with different entities and stuff, but that's kind of what we're doing uh, when we have, like, when we see centaurs and, and minotaurs and mermaids and stuff. Oh, that's what it's called, centaurs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that might be what we're doing, is like seeing alternate universes. I don't know if I believe that, but like it's, it's, it's possible. Very good theory, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a very good yeah. theory. I think like yeah. some artists like point to it really, very precisely, like Pablo Picasso had a quote, he was like, everything you can imagine is real. Yes, exactly, you know? exactly. And I think Shakespeare as well, he's like, um, all things in heaven and earth or something, I, I don't know, but it's, all these things are real, essentially. Yeah. And artists must tap into that to get such creative pieces of art and such profound music and such all these amazing things they bring into the world purely out of thin air, just right. out of their mind. Right. And I always refer back to Da Vinci's painting where it's like, you know, like the man reaching for God yeah. Yeah. and a God centered inside of a brain. We're just hinting at, you know, God is in the mind or right. connection to God is in the mind and God is obviously source, but also everything. Yes, yeah, totally. Which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I remember, um, it's a shame we didn't talk about your DOT trip like here, because like, there's so many yeah. things I want to reference in it. Um, yeah. But uh, when you are saying before how you, uh, we're seeing like all the alternate Earths yeah. that at any point you could access and live those lifetimes and stuff like that. I've heard um, oh, from the different alternate, the different um, Earths. I've heard similar stories uh, from other people, yeah. and I've experienced something very similar on uh, on a weed trip. It was weed mixed with something I can't remember what I mixed mm -hmm. it with, but um, I was being shown like source consciousness being shot through like these different uh, lenses, I guess. It was like thousands of different lenses. And each one of these lenses represented like a alternate universe. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised then if like um, all these beings that we can see in our imagination are like almost like past lives, like beings from alternate universes mm. that share our source consciousness, that we've yeah. lived or experienced it experience in the you, you call those like soulmates I think. yeah something yeah, like that yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so um yeah yeah that's cool man yeah. that's an awesome yeah. trip awesome yeah. vision man that that multi that multiverse theory is like it's everywhere like even through physics i guess they do mm -hmm. prove that we, there's there's a possibility of all um alternate universes or multi-universes because mm -hmm. i guess we all think would be thinking the same in terms of like if you're thinking um that way there's that all possibilities are possible right like the infinite possibilities right mm. so if the, if we're if we are tapping into that realm and we're seeing these beings what if they're what if they're in that in this present moment they're currently alive or they're currently right. existing right we're just able to tap into them at this time but how do how would people like explaining 
explaining some of this stuff to someone who has never experienced it mm. would be a very hard conversation yeah. to have <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they have no idea to um, had no idea how to possibly even try to perceive it because they the reality that we live is the reality that's been centered around yeah how would you how would you well, how would you recommend or what would you recommend for someone who's who wants to have a little bit of insight into this and is too afraid to kind of delve in because if you because to be honest with you like if you um if you're under arrest you're surrounded by a certain amount of people or a certain type of people they would they'd see it as a very negative thing if you're going to want to try psychedelics and yeah. stuff like that yeah how would you what would you what would you say to some of these people like um if they're too afraid to talk to try psychedelics themselves i think um honestly if you have a very open mind probably it, uh, if you had a scientific mind that'd be good uh, i don't particularly have a scientific mind um well i probably used to have one i was more like reductionist um but if you actually explore uh the latest discoveries uh in science it will open you up uh, i think like the stereotype we have for uh people who uh abide too strictly to science is they're very close-minded and they yeah. you know don't listen to or don't take these sort of things seriously at all but uh it is through science that we're seeing potentially the multiverse being proven yeah. sort of thing and uh we're seeing now particles existing in reverse time realities and some of the craziest stuff that mm. you just would not think possible otherwise this sort of stuff's being explored in science um and that's actually the sort of stuff that psychedelics will reveal to you um eventually psychedelics probably reveal it in a lot more trippy confronting and intense way but a lot of it is very hard to translate that it's not really practical anyway yeah um otherwise um for the medicinal use um you know i guess probably seeing like a psychologist or something like that um that's for me i felt like acid mm -hmm. was my psychologist um <laughs> you know <laughs> you're, 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 you're your own doctor per se yeah, yeah i yeah. guess i guess and uh it's probably risky a risky ideal but um it definitely for me pointed out a lot of things a lot of my shortcomings and stuff like that yeah um and i feel like in the similar way i haven't i've seen a psychologist like maybe once and it was actually a similarly pretty confronting experience yeah. um where he called me out on a lot of my bullshit so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah i feel like it's probably yeah similar to that um otherwise just read people's trip reports and have an open mind that's probably mm, yeah. the next best thing yeah because yeah, I, i guess like um for me would would have been something similar whereas when i took my first and i had my first psychedelic experience there's so many questions and then you start like listening to podcasts and stuff like that and you start just start venturing into other things that you you never thought would be you'd be interested in yeah like if you're if you want to try and explain like the different dimensions or like when someone says dimensions to you it sounds super whack totally yeah, yeah it I sounds super that. whack yeah be honest with you yeah but then you go into a little bit of physics and then you find out that wait the only way an atom would be stable is there if is if there's different dimensions right that's the only way an atom would be mm. stable right i think it's um is it 13 depending on what physics theory that you're looking at i saw like 11 11 something. i think yeah. the string theory is 11 yeah. has yeah. to be 11 Like, like yeah it has to, the only way an atom will be stable is if there's 11 dimensions yeah, at least but then 11. that's that's the first question you ask yourself is like mm -hmm. okay so if we, if physics proves there's at least 11 dimensions for us to exist for the, the material reality to be solid then is it possible that we'd be able to access those right 
You know what I mean? Like if you, mm. if we are in the third, we live in the third, but like, and then you start venturing into other spiritual, um, I guess, readings and stuff like that. And they tell you, oh yeah, um, you could possibly access the fifth. Mm. That, to me, that was like, wait, wait a minute. So if we have maths and science and physics telling us that this is possible, mm. like what is, is it possible for me or for um, the, these people who you're listening to, the insights that they have, what if they're the people who are like bridging, bridging that gap for you? Mm. I find that that was a very interesting um, part because, yeah, you could, we could um, have so many different psychedelic experiences. However, I think the, it is a um, very confronting element to it where you start looking at science and physics and all that stuff. And it kind of proves the ideas or it kind of gives you a, a different way to explain what you were experiencing. Right. Because like if you, in terms of like, um, yeah, like the, the dimensional structures where it's like 11 or you could go through the bosonic string, string theory and it's telling you there's more than that. Mm. So if there's, if um, we technically there's 11 that creates solidarity, what about the other people who say there's 26? Right. Or some people say there's 150. Right. Saint Germain believe. reckons 352. Yeah. That's super specific. Yeah. Well, Saint Germain is precise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but how do, how do you, how, like, if um, the investigations of, of physics and science say tw 11, how would you possibly entertain someone who says 352 dimensions? Well, Saint Germain was an ascended master, you know, yeah. on the rankings of Jesus as ascended master, you know, in the 1700s, who comes back materializes and actually gives lessons to certain people and takes them into the inner earth and that sort of stuff. These are pretty out there stories, but when you listen to what he's saying in a lot, a lot more detail, there's actually quite a lot of word out there that actually says the inner earth is actually a genuine thing where there's beings living in there. Mm. And it also links into the flat earth theory. Um, people say the airplanes don't fly over the poles and they follow these certain paths where it's like, well, the earth has to be flat as a theory, but there could be actual portals that other beings don't want us coming anywhere near. You know, there could be bigger rules and bigger players in the game that we just think of our government and military that they have to obey these guys because they're of a higher elk than, than we are, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, what, 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 yeah. Is, what is an elk? Elk is like a level. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not an actual elk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's so, so something like that, like the um, inner earth theory, like you could, you could start like, once you experience that, it like opens your mind a little bit and then you start like just listening to and reading a whole bunch of different stuff and you um, read about the inner earth theory and you truly entertain it. Mm. You truly, truly entertain it. Like you don't have to accept all of these theories mm. as like right. true or like solid, but you, you entertain the possibility. That doesn't it make you questions like why, why have they not, t not they, why have we, why have we not been taught to to think this way, if you get what I mean. How, why have we been, how, why, how comes psychedelics and um, weed has been so evilized and made into like such a negative thing in society? Right. Do you mean like, like think this way and being like very open-minded to? No, very close-minded to it. Like why are we so close-minded towards like psychedelics and um, weed and mush, um, and um, yeah, mushrooms and, and stuff, like yeah. That, psychedelics, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know the, the super real reason. I think uh, if I had to guess, you know, we got a dose of it in the 60s of just how like, powerfully influential it can be. Mm. Um, you know, it gave birth to counterculture and it was exactly what it was 
you know, called counterculture. Yeah. And that's a threat to society then. Um, now, the threat is just like love for everybody. That's what it really was a threat. Mm. But um, I think, you know, that's very scary to like a government who, you know, used to have power over people by saying, you can be rich, you can have everything you want mm. by working really hard, by building our economy. Mm. And suddenly people are saying, actually, I can be as happy as I want to be without buying a damn thing. I just need food, mm. water, Those shelter, facts. and I can be as happy as I want to be. The government's lost their power. They don't mm. know how to maintain their economy and things like that. So uh, I think then, you know, they use their power of propaganda through the media and things like that. They demonize these substances. Um, and uh, that's probably why everybody is so afraid of it because we're still just kind of, you know, relying on people who have broken the law to tell the truth of what psychedelics really are. Mm. But we also have associations with... Oh, damn, they went by fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that wasn't meant to be that loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also have associations with people who break the law, of course, which aren't mm. trustworthy and things like that. So it's a long process, I think. Yeah. 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 Sweet. That's round, round one. one. That's round one. Where were we, man? We're talking about the association with the law? Yeah. With the what? The oh, yeah. I think we finished it up. I think we just finished it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It up, yeah. But it, it's funny where it comes into like the, the prohibition where they um, made alcohol illegal. Yeah. And why, why, why was it? I think it was got to do with alcohol was used as a, as a petrol at the time. Yeah. And that was like a competitor to the petrochemical oil oh, oligarchies really? and they made it illegal, alcohol. But then now that it's legal, I think so many bad things come from alcohol. Not all the time, but if you think about it in general, like how insidious the alcohol drink is, because mm. you only actually feel good when your blood alcohol is coming up. The second that it stops going up, you start coming down. Right. And the only way to get rid of it is to have one more. Right. So it's, in its very nature, it's just built to be really addictive. Sure. So if, if alcohol is legal, I'm sure weed should be legal. You know what I mean? I'd rather, I'd yeah. rather get in a confrontation with someone who was high yeah. than, than drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know? Definitely. I don't see you ever like, getting into a confrontation with someone who's high. Like, it, it, just, just, it just yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, nah, dude, let's just yeah. talk, talk about it tomorrow, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you forget? Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, the thing, you know, when I get really high, right, and you start talking, have you ever just lost what you're saying mid sentence? Totally. You're like, what yeah. were they talking about? Like, yeah. how the hell does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, man. But yeah, like, so, would you, how would you say the um, psychedelic sort of impacted your relationship with, just say, something some like God or Source? I remember you said something with Source. Yeah. For me, prior, like, I would have said that I was atheist, don't, didn't believe in anything like that. Same, um, same, same yeah. with you. Yeah. How did that, at what point did that flip? Um... I think it was during the same trip where uh, I was being taught to like forgive my brother and all that sort of stuff. I was getting a real dose of like, um, like just good emotions. Yeah. Um, I think I did have a vision during that of uh, like uh, an eye uh, looking in on itself. Yeah. And I got the sense that that's me. I was like, um, I am the thing that's looking in on, but that eye seems realer than me and I don't know what that is um, and then as I tripped more and more that kind of developed and eventually oh, okay. yeah it kind of became I think when I had DMT um, I felt like I became source consciousness like forever and ever 
um, and it stripped me entirely of my ego. It was just I had no sense of self, other time, any concepts were thrown out the window. Um, and so I felt like I was God to an extent. Like that's what I felt like if I had to put in words. Mm. And it, it, I got the sense when I came out of it that that was the thing that's inside everything, that created everything somehow, or does create everything. Um, and all the things I was describing it as matched up to like religious texts and what I've been taught through my, my time in Christian schools and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that, it definitely opened me up to like concepts of, of God and things like that. Mm. Um, as well as the fact that I think just seeing stuff that totally humbles you when you like see, uh, have a psychedelic experience and it's so beyond what you expect to be possible for humans to go through. Mm. Like there's just no part of you that's like, yep, before taking psychedelics, we can do all this stuff. Like it just does not seem like we can, yeah. we can go through any of it. Leaves you dumbfounded, right? Yeah. It leaves you dumbfounded. And so after that, you're like, man, I don't know. Like, like, I don't know anything about psychedelics. Don't know anything about the world. Maybe God's real. You know what I mean? Even if you don't have that direct experience, it yeah. should at least humble you enough to be open-minded. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Beginning, the beginning of wisdom. The thing was Socrates or maybe Plato, he said, is that all I know is that I know nothing. Yeah. And that's yeah. obviously the beginning of wisdom when you realize that. Mm -hmm. There's so much out there you couldn't begin to imagine that you know it all. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of science gets it wrong a lot of the time. But I think that we're the epitome of human evolution where we are right now. Totally. And acting like they don't really correct themselves every couple of years and get proven themselves wrong. And that's what science is all about. Right, yeah. So um, you know, a lot of people who actually make breakthroughs in science get ridiculed and condemned and that sort of stuff and even risk their careers to go out and actually exponentially grow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nikola Tesla would be, would be one of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Einstein to a degree and Mandalay, the guy who met the... Um, to the periodic table about mm. the seven groups of elements mm. um, they all get yeah they all get criticized and condemned but things like psychedelics they just sort of bypass and ignore and suppress even though I think I quoted this last time where one dose of psilocybin in had 80% chance of um, curing addiction and that right. was a, a recorded statistic right which is I can't think of anything any pharmaceutical any therapy that has comes anywhere near that. Yeah, I don't think there you, is. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and they even talk of using um, MDMA in therapeutic uses. Yeah. Um, which I've done MDMA at, <laughs> at festivals. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. You know, yeah. I, would, I mean, it's, I wouldn't recommend it. I would recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, it's hard. Yeah. I don't want to tell people to do it, but because <laughs> it's dangerous because you're buying, you don't know who you're getting it from. If it was regulated, it'd be so much better because it can give you amazing experiences where you're just in a sense of love and awe. And mm -hmm. I mean, I could imagine if you were to reflect on your terriblest memories or on, on your enemies while you're in MDMA, that emotion of love would overwhelm those memories right. yeah. and re-record that for you. So you're actually shifting your perspective dramatically, mm -hmm. you know? So I've been one who's obviously fallen in depression and anxiety and sort of, you know, you get this to the point where you're just completely unmotivated in life uh, completely, where you don't want to do anything, speak to anyone. And it's just like, you're like, oh, this is what depression obviously feels like. Mm -hmm. And you can even consider, what am I doing here? What's the point of my life? What is all this? What does this mean? And people, there's been times in my mind where I wouldn't take it seriously, but the, the thought of suicide comes across your mind, you know? Mm. Well, what is it all here for? And without these deeper meanings or deeper connections to source, to God, to whatever you want to call it, there's very little to wrap your head around when it comes to society and how fast it's going. And if you're really in tune to what's happening in the world, it can be very demoralizing, mm. you know, to fit into this rigid structure. I remember there was this, when I was looking at Vodafone in the city, there was this drunk homeless guy walking down the halls. And he's just yelling at everyone. He's like, robots, <laughs> robots. <laughs> just losing it, man. And I was like, this guy's a fucking nutcase. Mm. And then a few years later, I was like, I know what he's talking about. Like, yeah. People come so robotic and it's actually true. Like, 
by the time we're 35, I think Joe Dispenza says we're just a, we're just an actual, we're a program just running on all of our previous thoughts and emotions, just running around and around, right. doing nothing. Nothing changes until what breaks those neural circuits in our mind. For me, that was, you know, psychedelics. Yes. Yeah. To do it the fastest and the hardest. I mean, mm-hmm. I would prefer to be doing you know, meditation every day and doing all these strict regimens, but without a teacher and a mentor who's done it before, where are you going to get that? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, no, there's no yogis walking around you can just ask for advice. Mm-hmm. Well, what did just so, the hobo? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he is now. Yeah. <laughs> That's an incredible source. Yeah. But psychedelics, yeah, I remember the first time I ever did weed, <coughs> I just sort of looked at my life, like this in self-reflection, I'm like, wow, like I'm viewing my life objectively, not subjectively, where I could remove all the emotions, I could see all the, the bad stuff I was doing. I'm like, mm. oh wow, I'm actually envious here, I'm actually um, a coward here, like I'm all these things, I'm like, it's, like a, it's, it's a lot to take in mm. when you realize you all those things you judge others for, like you're that and more, or I was that and more at right. one certain stage. Yeah. And when you really come to that conclusion that, and you see all your flaws, that's when you truly begin to grow as, as an individual, as a person, mm. where your ego, you know, breaks. Mm. But there's no question in that. <laughs> but, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but I wanted to ask you about, about your channel, Trip Whip, man. What's the feedback been like and how's your channel been moving and growing? I saw, I saw some of your videos and I was like, wow, man, this, this is going somewhat viral. Have, have, how have you found the experience of putting your stuff out there and the feedback you're getting? Uh, it was, so um, it was a lot better than I was expecting for sure. It was a lot more yeah. positive than I was expecting. Uh, like the most uh, viewed video, I definitely expected to be the most criticized mm. um, because it was my most like honest. Like uh, I started off doing trip reports and I would just like talk, like I would just like hint like, you know, I'd say I took DMT and I was going through this and this and then I saw these machine elf entities and mm. they told me something that's too insane to talk about on the channel right here but uh, just tr- take my word it was crazy and everyone wanted to know they were all like mm. yeah what, what did they say that's kind of why we're watching the video and I was like well okay so I, I made a video you know what the machine elves told me on DMT and that was the biggest video I made um, and it was me being uh, just as honest as, as I could be just saying mm. there's these entities out there I honestly think they're real um, and they told me some insane stuff, sh- showed me some insane stuff, and now I guess I'm insane because um, I believe it all. And everybody was like, I went through the same thing. Oh, wow. People were being like, I went through this, and it's incredibly frustrating not to have anybody around to talk mm. about it with. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I started getting really specific with the experiences. I made a video called um, the LSD Truman Show Effect, um, where I talked about this feeling of waking up, where you're like, you take enough acid and it feels like you break through to becoming somebody else, feeling like you've woken up on the Truman mm. Show set. Yeah, I left the Truman Show, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, realizing, you know, your whole life has kind of been like an illusion almost, mm. and now you're seeing true reality. Yeah. I thought for sure, you know, people were going to be like, uh, it's pretty out there and stuff like that. You but cooked it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But there was just people like just saying, I went through this exact same experience, and it was wow. like so specific. Um, Whereas like, you know, that's how we define reality because everybody's having a consistent experience of it. Mm. You know, if I point at that chair, you guys agree, yep, there's a chair there. Well, I'm talking about waking up and feeling like my whole life has been an illusion and now I'm a a different entity, but it feels like I'm my true self and everybody's saying, yeah, I went through the exact same thing and it felt realer than real as well. So yeah, I definitely found that it's a really good reception. 
Uh, obviously, I get a lot of people like bagging on him and stuff as well as you'd expect. I had a yeah. couple of people tell me to kill myself. For some oh, really? Reason. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's quite funny going through your comments and seeing what people actually say. Yeah. yeah. You get a lot yeah. of Christians out there trying to like repent of Jesus I Christ, our Lord. I, early days, I had a lot of people being <laughs> like, bro, you know you're in touch with demons and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because these things are what opened me up to Christianity. Before that, I was an atheist, and now yeah. I'm open minded to it. Yeah. So I thought, well, they're pretty lousy demons if they are demons, but yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it's good reception for sure. Mm. I think um, uh, the world is definitely sick of where it's at, and we're kind of turning to psychedelics for a little bit more meaning. Mm. Um, and you can, yeah, I can see that in the comments. Yeah. That's, that's fucking on point, man. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Do you think there was a lot of fear for you to start this channel? Like, um, a lot of things coming up, like, what did you have to overcome to actually start talking about this stuff publicly? Mm. I know you've got family and professional relations and things like that. Yeah, well my family ended up seeing the videos because oh, really? like, my uncle came across one of them because he's real spiritual and he sent it to my mum. Oh, and then my mum was watching it in front of all my aunties and stuff oh, like man, that. Oh that's, man, yeah. that's, that's, that's a lot of, <laughs> oh, that's, that was like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Um, and my mum had been like super anti-psychedelics because I, I find it hard to lie to my parents and so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I told them I'm, I'm tripping and both of them were pretty against it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mum, dad, I'm on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the one called acid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, More than your dad, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> That'd be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they all like they all trust the the government, the media, like yeah. that older culture way more than we do. Mm -hmm. um, and my mum would always tell me I needed a girlfriend at the time. Like whenever I told her. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. <laughs> she would solve all your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she saw the video, the, the, the big one, and, um, or my biggest one. And uh, she was like, actually, you know, I saw your comments and they're really positive. And um, I bought this book, um, How to Change Your Brain or something like that. Oh, How to Change Pollen. Your Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, that's Pollen. a yeah. phenomenal book. Yeah. I haven't read it, but she was like, she read it. She was like, Jack, you need to read it. It's incredible. And when can I come over? Because she lives in Queensland. She's like, yeah. when I come over? Maybe we can have a bit of LSD together and you can run oh, a ceremony. Oh, wow. Like okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, so that was your yeah. mum. That was my mum. Doing tripping together. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. How was that experience? Oh, well, I didn't trip with her. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. She never came over. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was cool though, obviously, like her yeah. mind totally open to it. So, um, yeah. Uh, but um, it was scary going into it. Um, I think I just kind of figured it didn't really matter because uh, I... I I wasn't in like a in a place where I was really pursuing like a, a specific career or whatever mm. that this could conflict with. Like I didn't want to be a cop or anything like that. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, I just felt like I was sick of having these conversations with people who just didn't understand what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm so over it. Like I don't give a fuck what the repercussions are anymore. Like I just want mm. to express myself somehow. Yeah. Um, that's what it came down to. So yeah. Like it's pretty liber very liberating. Yeah. yeah. Bring, it was like, man. Bring it out yeah, there, yeah. It was such a good feeling. Yeah. Damn, man, yeah, because I, I made a TikTok recently and I was like hell hesitant to making it, but I made a TikTok because I knew like, I know my family were on TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I was a cowardly move, but I still wanted to do it. So I did it and I got a lot of, um, a lot of backlash when it came, a lot, of, a lot of Christians saying that, you know, it's demonic, this and that. People were like, oh, this guy's smoking too much weed, he's fucking Johnny Sins is going on acid and shit like that. I'm like, well, I haven't gone on acid, but I've done acid. <laughs> Johnny Sins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like, you get a lot of amazing feedback. Like, it, it's funny how people are like, Obviously, there's like some kind of a mass awakening happening right now. People are resonating with it, mm. you know. Yeah. But um. What was the video about? 
Oh man, I, I did a lot of shit. I did a lot of stuff about um, spirituality, meditation, astral projection, mm. um, Freemasons, and Albert Pike. And like, mm. you guys heard about Albert Pike? I no. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a rundown. Apparently, he wrote a letter, and there was a letter in 1871 around there, and it was in the British Museum until 1970, and it got taken down. But in this letter, he talked about we need to have three world wars. Is that the first world war will be to destroy um, Russian Orthodoxy and religion in Russia, which that did happen. It wasn't really a Russian war, it was the Ottoman Empire, but mm -hmm. Russia did lose a lot of it and went into a bit more atheistic sort of communistic capital. And then we need, we need a second world war to build a Zionist state in Israel, which exactly happened. He's like, we need a third world war, which would be a Middle Eastern world war to destabilize um, the Middle East um, with certain countries to have them fighting amongst each other so that nothing remains in that, in that, in that pocket. Okay. And then he's like, after all this, he's like, this is going to bring out an atheistic culture across the world where we will bring out the doctrine of, of Lucifer and people will be rioting in the streets and nihilistic and you know, all, all this sort of crazy stuff. I'll show you the letter. Mm. There'll be a little more detail to it. Mm. And I'm like, looking at that, I'm like, if that's true, that is disgustingly accurate. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. things have happened and it, it is happening right now. Mm. And I mean, the world is turning um, atheistic. Is that a word? Atheistic? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Atheistic and nihilistic. Which is quite sad because someone, there's some intelligence out there that is way beyond our comprehension. Anyone to sort of sit and, and say, look, there's nothing exists besides us and we're a cosmic accident is missing a, a bigger picture, you know? But I was at one point atheist because, you know, you look at um, religions and all the wars and all the bickering and all the, the pedophilia and just the filth yeah. that goes in religion. It's like, yeah. if there's a God, then he can't exist. But when you look at the bigger picture of universal laws and karma and you know, it's hard to judge eternity in, in an hour, mm. but it's, it's freaky. And one of my um, good friends, he always talks about conspiracy in, in, a, in a hell of a lot of detail, like mm. huge details, like actual times and dates and everything. And he's like, these guys have been planning this for hundreds and hundreds of years. And Alex Jones talks about a breakaway civilization where these elites or cabal or whatever, and they're literally a broken away civilization because the, these guys are out of our society completely. If you, got, if you own like a, a Federal Reserve Bank or BlackRock Bank or any of these things that have this, this kind of money, you don't need to have a job, you need to go to work, you don't need to do anything. Mm. All you need to do is control society. Like, it's, it's crazy. Mm. <laughs> you went to Alex yeah. Jones at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I love his shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do as well. The stuff yeah. I've seen by him is pretty sick, actually. Yeah. Mm. He was like talking about, because I think he was on point with a few of the things he was talking. Um, when I watched him, he was saying, like, for sure, the government is like experimenting with DMT and like trying to make on alien mm. contact through yeah. DMT and stuff like that. Oh, man. Um, and they ended up having all these studies on DMT, I think, that they're yeah. doing. Well, Dr. Yeah. Rick Strassman did one with int oh, intravenous well, that, yeah, DMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to read his book, um, but... No, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'll give you a summary. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much like, we have these incredible experiences that the patients have where they speak to entities mm -hmm. who go to different dimensions and different places, and they have true, from what they believe to be actually true experiences. They're the people who are educated. They've got de um, degrees, PhDs, mm -hmm. doctors with professionals supervising them and going through it and writing it down. It's like, it's happening across the board with everyone. It's not a coincidence because everyone's having the same experience. Yeah. But the book had no conclusion besides, it's happening and we don't know what it is. That's pretty much the ending of the book. It's not a big ending, but like, what else can you say? Exactly. There's yeah. nothing else you can say, but yeah. Alex Jones was saying these guys, some of the elites, you know, actually stopped their heart from beating to have like DMT released naturally and they have these machines keeping them alive while they astral project and have meetings with interdimensional oh beings. Whoa. Well, that's next level, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> next level. But Alex Jones has some crazy, crazy information, but it's not, I, I don't think it's that crazy. Yeah, if, you, if you think yeah. about like, the, 
if like you're going into reptilians and like higher dimensional beings or whatever controlling this planet but if aliens did exist and there were multiple you know species of aliens and this is a huge multi-dimensional you know experiment there are powers that be that are out of our comprehension and if that is the case and you do believe in that then what's to say that they're not running the whole show mm. you know we can't possibly rule that out mm. well you can if you want to but like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. extremely limiting yeah i i mean even when it comes to like uh, people mapping out different, uh, I guess you could say psychedelic realms, but really just like different realms in general. Mm. Um, like you've been to the float center, you've probably yeah, heard of John yeah. C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he, he talked about, um, he's the dude who invented the sensory deprivation tank. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, he was mm. a major tripper. He basically invented it just to trip harder. And he started like, Detailing all the different, like I guess you could say, dimensions that he was visiting. Yeah. Um, and I think he, I can't remember the number he came to, but he started describing something called Echo, um, which was like Earth coincidence control operation or something like that. And immediately it sounded super similar to my experience with the machine elves, um, where they're talking about entities that govern the how the multiverse orders itself. It was like an actual unit or an actual group of entities that uh, decide how we on Earth will um, perceive life sort of thing. Yeah. And we will like order this multiverse. Um, so of course with the machine elves, you know, for me it was showing us that, as I was saying to you guys before, that's how the law of attraction works. Yeah. There's mm. all these different alternate universes out there and the choices you make, the belief system you have, um, your perception, that's what basically assigns you a particular alternate universe. Yeah. And that's why we can do whatever we want because there are these infinite amount of alternate universes out there, all these different potentials, obstacles in your way aren't really as uh, intrusive and preventative as we think. If we can believe and see a, a way around it, we can attract it and manifest it sort of yeah. thing, yeah. just through our choices because we connect to different alternate universes. But uh, yeah, I hadn't seen it, I hadn't done acid as much as him, I hadn't done it in the tank as many times as John C. Riley, and mm. so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, what I was seeing was just like a glimpse through the door of an, an entirely uh, ordered system that dictates how we actually uh, order this alternate universe, or multiverse. Wow, I've never heard of that, but yeah, everything. Man, that's either. incredible, man. So that's did these machine elves tell you a similar thing to what he was saying? about the control of the multiverse and how they order. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because the name itself, Earth Coincidence Control uh, Operation, that's really what stuck out to me because you guys, have you heard of synchronicities? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, uh, I think the machine elves, or what I was talking about, my uh, what, uh, what the machine elves told me on DMT thing, I was saying that the machine elves said synchronicities are a pattern that we're recognizing as we're evolving to point out to us that, hey, your universe is more fickle than you realize. Your universe is being ordered based on your mm. perception. Because wow. like- Oh, you, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's you'll, crazy. Yeah, you'll- Give me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was saying you will see, um, like uh, you'll be listening to Led Zeppelin in the car and then you'll see a dude pull up in front of you with the bumper sticker of Led Zeppelin or something like that. That's a really lame example. Obviously you can get like- I know what, what like you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Carl, yeah. Carl Jung, I think he's the guy who coined synchronicity. He was talking about how, he was a psychologist. Mm. He was with a patient who was talking about seeing like some scarab beetle or something like that. And next thing the scarab beetle starts crawling out the window, even though wow. they live somewhere where they- Don't, don't have them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
that's a synchronicity. And that mm. stuff, when you start tuning into it, is happening all the time. Um, and what we would ordinarily call coincidences, uh, the machine owners were calling synchronicities. And they were saying mm. that this is part of them waking us up and revealing what's really going on. So oh, okay. you could say they are this coincidence control unit, coincidence mm. control operation. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely striking similarities there. Mm. Yeah. Now, what's crazy with the word coincidence, how people think it's like um, just a random happenings that happen to come together. Mm. But the word coincidence from coincide, which is like perfect mm. coincision. Mm. You know oh, what I mean? Facts. Yes. Which yeah. is, we true. use the word not as true meaning. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's funny that happens, that yeah. distortion of language over time. Right. But can you sum up again? The law of attraction, how you think it works, just so we hmm. got it on record. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, really good, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, I think that there are an infinite amount of alternate universes out there, and they all exist in like a realm of potentiality. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, the slit experiment? Yeah. Um, the two, sli the two, two slits, slits one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as soon as there's uh, a perceiver, the uh, electron that they shot through the two slits only travels through one, has a very specific direction. Mm. Before there's a perceiver, it goes through both slits. It exists everywhere inside that chamber. It's like all the different potential universes out there, mm. um, all the possibilities that are out there. As soon as you decide what your perception is, you collapse all of these different alternate universes, you collapse this realm of potentiality, and you fix yourself to one root. Um, that's kind of yeah. how I think the alternate, the, the law of attraction works. Mm. It's like you believe reality is a certain way. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably subconsciously you believe reality is a particular way. Mm. And so you have all these infinite alternate universes out there, and that belief system uh, will dictate which alternate universes you get in touch with. Mm. Um, it's, it's, and I think also our perception of time isn't quite, quite right. I think uh, reality is composed of all these infinite uh, moments. Mm. Each one of these moments is independent. Yeah. And what we expect the next moment to be, that is the alternate universe. Mm. And so we're constantly, Thinking in every through. moment, switching through uh, an infinite amount of alternate universes. That's, that's really cool, man. So if they viewed like this, they had a childhood friend, and I, I started to believe in miracles, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. We'd actually be moving further away from each other in different right. dimensions. Yes. But do you exist in all dimensions at the same time? Um, it's a tough I, question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. You know yeah. 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 Your yeah. opinion will be fine. My, yeah. Um, um, I think that um, it's two forms. Mm. Um, you've got you existing in all the different alternate universes. Mm. Um, that's the like. It's more of like a potential. Yeah. Um, and then there's the you that's experiencing reality that exists only in one. Mm. I think there's only one universal I from, from, from the trips I've had. Yeah. It seems like there's only one universal I at a time mm. um, in reality, which I'm still trying to make sense of. I don't quite. Well, maybe it's much, much of the human can handle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know. I give yeah. up. Like, if no, but that's yeah. fucking interesting. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. It could be like a, a video game where there's, you know, there's fixed endings, there's fixed, you know, moments mm. in the game and stuff like that. But whilst you're playing it, you, you haven't experienced them yet. They've happened, the creators have made it. Yeah. It's going to happen, it's already there, it exists potentially, but mm. um, it's not until you actually obviously play through that part that it comes into fruition. Mm. Something like that, I don't know. That sounds right on, dude. Like, honestly, 
I think of something like a video game, you know, like on GDA, for example, if you go down one road, all the random people are there in their cars and whatever, but go down the other road and it's the same thing. Mm. So like at all times, like those things aren't happening, they're just waiting for you to be there. Have you heard of the backdrop people theory? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have like Dolores yeah. Cannons. Yeah, Dolores yeah, Cannons. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that to me is a bit of a, a mind trip. It's like, there's certain, if you go to an airport and there's like people that are in the airport all busy, but a lot of them could not actually be real. They're just like part mm. of a hologram mm. to ha- fill in the spaces. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like a video game on GDA. You go in and they're all just comms. Yeah. People just a product of the environment, which is this, this, this universe or this current timeline is creating this by the system that we're in, the education system, the medical system, and all the petrochemical oligarchies. They create this kind of thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Where you could obviously dedicate your life to this timeline and helping everyone fix and repair, or you can just try and transcend this timeline completely by doing your inner work. Mm. Um, do you guys often think, think like that as well? Or do you think, what is the best route to go across on this journey? The, the route of service, of service to others? Of service, service to others or to transcend this reality completely? Mm. Uh, what do you think is a better option? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you, you were going to run somewhere similar with me. What were yeah, you going to yeah. say about simulation? Like, to me, it seems like it just adds up to like, possibly live in a simulation like mm-hmm. if um i think i'm not sure who, who um there's a mathematician that was that was um, researching on youtube i forgot his name and he found um numerical code in the fabric of reality mm, i think i saw yeah. that video too yeah, yeah. so he yeah. found he found code in, in in the fabric of our reality so what do you mean by code like wh- where did he find this code You'd have to watch the YouTube video. I don't think I'd be able to articulate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was something like the the things that underpin the way that chem, uh, chemistry functions, or something like that. We're like, this is like a molecular level. Yeah, it, it, I can't remember well, actually. Yeah, I, I wouldn't okay, even try. I wouldn't even try. Yeah, we'll link it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we'll it. yeah. yeah. Um, watched this um, ages ago, and um, the fabric of our reality. There was like a um, algorithm around it, mm. and um, to me, so when you when you said that, like there was, um, I'm just. Fill in people, backdrop people. Yeah, yeah. backdrop people. Yeah. Yeah. So we just came, um, went straight back into like the simulation theory. Like mm-hmm. we possibly mm-hmm. live in a in a in a simulation, mm-hmm. and um, the infinite realities are all just part of that simulation. Mm-hmm. So that you pick which um, direction you want to take mm-hmm. according to the simulation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like even even like the double split um, slit experiment that you just mentioned, that goes down to like quantum physics, right? The quant- yeah. um, quantum mechanics where once you put your state of perception on onto a physical um, um, physical element, is when it drops into this material reality, right? Mm. Right. So wouldn't that wouldn't that all add up to like to me at least adds up to like just the simulation theory? Like we possibly live in a simulation, mm. and um, I guess the choices that we make would um, collapse the simulation into what we want. Yeah. to experience it 100%. as. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I agree. Uh, one, one, the, the vision I was talking about before when I saw the soul con- uh, source consciousness being shot through lenses, yeah. I saw something plugged up to something, like some super technology or something like yeah. that. And that's what the source consciousness was being shot through. And that led me to start looking at simulation theory. And the dude who, I can't remember his name, he wrote like a paper on it or something like that. Yeah. He actually mentions backdrop people in it. Mm. He actually, like, he's the main guy who really like, uh, um, promoted or um, gave authenticity to sim- simulation theory and he was basically saying it's almost impossible that we're not in a simulation because if we kind of accept that at some point we will have the technological ability to simulate our reality mm. then um, there's no reason why we won't 
and if we have, then at some point it has been done. done yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and we will most likely not just create one reality, we will have the ability to simulate, um, he, he wrote out a specific number, but it's like near infinite amount of um, realities. realities that all look exactly the same as this one. So if you just take like a, if you take a third person point of view and you just threw a coin into all of these different realities that mm. all seem the exact same, chances of it landing on actual base reality is uh, almost like infinitely you know, low. So it's mm -hmm. like almost certainly you're inside simulation. And uh, he was saying that, you know, it's possible to save computational power, that they would just represent unimportant people um, inside the main person's or main character's narrative mm. with uh, people who are filled up by less code, less information, not as complicated. Yeah. This would be backdrop people, yeah. people who can't inhabit a consciousness that's been uh, mm. shot inside the um, simulation, Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but that also kind of confuses me because it's kind of like um, we have a, a soloplistic consciousness. So you're the only person, you're the only consciousness that exists mm. and everything else is a simulation. Mm. Where were we? Where were we? Uh, soloplistic reality? Yeah, yeah. Um, so wait, what you're saying, does that go against... So if you like, you know, when we play online, yeah, like technically there's like you're playing, you're the only consciousness yeah. on your console, yeah, but yeah. you can hook up with other people like through their consoles, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you see their character and they obviously have like a representing somebody else, yeah. Could it be like that? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? yeah, yeah. So like, in other words, you guys would be base reality people mm. plugged up into a different into simulation, simulation machine, yeah, yeah. Could you be sure? Yeah. You couldn't be sure. But I know from one of the things I saw on the machine elves, it did, mm. uh, did link up with that where I saw uh, different people having different machine elves behind them, influencing them. Um, mm. And I've come to since think that machine elves are base reality people or like the consciousness of yeah. base reality people. Yeah. So yeah. when you say machine elves, like they're they robotic looking? Or oh, I don't know why I call them machine elves. Okay. Um, they like they look they look like us. Like they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're like white silhouette. Like they embody white light, mm. um, and they are humanoid. The only reason I call them machine elves, I did see them as machine once. It was like machine smoke came uh, mm. before me. It was like super advanced gears and stuff like that. That was just like transforming so much it seemed like smoke, um, mm. and. That was on DMT, but that quickly transformed into the people, you know, the yeah. humanoid white light stuff. Um, and when I came out of that trip, I was just like, yep, they're the machine elves. Like, yeah. I've seen them before. Were they short-ish or like small-ish? The only time I'd seen, I'd seen them as like little people on acid. Uh, that yeah. was when they were like behind us. Yeah. Uh, and like I was watching a movie and the movie, everyone started like to stop talking. And they started like looking at the cameras and like laughing with me as I was like tripping balls and like mm. I could see the little people on the shoulders then. Damn. Um, Damn. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a high dose of acid. That one. Um, and I remember that one. They were all like, "Yeah, see, we we're showing you, we control everything. Yeah. Like we can wow. do whatever oh, we want damn. here." Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was insane that one. Uh, that was the only times I saw the little people. Um, the the reason I call them machine elves is I saw Terence McKenna talk about machine elves before. Yeah. Mm. And. Um, his account of them was nothing like mine whatsoever, uh, but I came out of my DMT trip and I was just like, they're the machine elves. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's just an intuition. Um, yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought it was funny, sorry. I thought it was funny though that um, machine elves, like the first letters is M-E, 
So it's like me, mm, me. and they, oh, okay. yeah, they yeah, always yeah. represent me, or they are me, but it's also just being a little bit too insane. Like, That's awesome, that man, too much. Man. Yeah, yeah. But it also makes me wonder, like, what if um, they, they, embo they embodied a human because if they embodied something else, it'd be too freaky. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, well, I think it's that um, we, uh, in this dimension, or as humans, whatever we are, we see reality in a very specific way yeah mm. and this higher consciousness probably looks nothing like us yeah. and is like totally foreign and the reality it's from is super different to ours but it expresses higher concepts through mediums that we can understand yeah so it's like to explain that we share the same consciousness or that my consciousness is it mm. it appears as a human yeah because then i say you are me you know yeah, i recognize yeah. it as me mm. um Whereas if it appeared as an alien being, I would say that's something not me, that's yeah, separate foreign. to me, exactly, yeah, yeah. foreign altogether. Mm. So I think it does things like this. Like I've seen reality uh, being ref like, like, like the, the person inside the machine being yeah. shot through all the different lenses. I don't think in the, like, the simulation that people are plugged into or whatever is plugged into would appear as the sort of machinery I can relate to. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? But I see it like that just so I can understand it. Yeah. It uses like the highest technology available to the, in our reality to translate itself yeah so uh probably people in egypt were getting in touch with you know higher spirits and stuff like mm, that 100 percent. they see evil things they depict crocodiles and stuff because mm. they that's that's the highest technology to them you know animals around them that mm. scare them yeah know, things like that yeah so they try to make it or as it easy reptilian. to digest yeah. as possible yeah. yes yeah. yes exactly that's what i believe anyway yeah no, that yeah, makes sense like true. it makes sense yeah that doesn't line because i remember doing a um shamanic ceremony with one of my good friends who was, who was on the show before yeah he mentioned that he did see a humanoid with a crocodile head he, he's like he intuitively felt that it was nefarious it was right dark yeah right, you know right and it just like was slithering its way through the room and he knew that he was protected like, you know with white light whatever mm -hmm. and then he saw a um a jackal head mm. by the door with the, with a star mm. and i was like you saw all this it was really interesting that he, that he said that you know yeah but, yeah yeah yeah. Interesting. Exactly, because I don't. I doubt that these gods that uh, the Egyptians were getting in touch with literally look like that, yeah, even yeah. in this metaphysical realm. Mm. But you know, when we see them, it's kind of like these spirits saying, "This is the intelligence that the Egyptians mm. were getting in touch with. You're yeah. seeing the same thing now, yeah. so we will appear to you as you will recognize us." That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of beings that I know that have gone quite high in their in their spiritual evolution, don't they've surpassed the need for a physical body for a body at all. Mm. They could just be light. Well, completely invisible, we don't know. Yeah. But as you said, that was beautifully worded where they'll come in a form which you will understand. Sure, sure. It's, yeah, a lot. You're yeah, learning the, a lot. Yeah, there's no proof for that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the... I, I would, it's just like, to me, these things seem all so real, mm. yet it's like, I seriously doubt that all these things in this super foreign realm that's yeah. timeless yeah. just perfectly matches up with where we're at yeah, right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, that that's the proof there. Like, yeah. you are the proof. Your experiences are the proof. Yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. to me, it sounds like if you like the simplest way to say it is if you're if you're a born English speaker, you know how to interpret everything in English. Yeah. If someone gave you a whole bunch of complex ideas in Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd exactly. have, you, you wouldn't even be able to digest yeah. it, so you'd just rule mm. it out straight away. Yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't be, you would, you wouldn't even entertain it. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, this this higher intelligence, uh, I think, is influencing us to take psychedelics because it wants to be known and wants to be mm. wants to be seen and wants us to evolve to understand it better. So it is, you know, doing these things to help us understand it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
Have you heard of the um the stoned ape theory? Terrence McKenna again, yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. Have you heard of the theory? Nah, I've heard of the Stone Ape theory. Bro, yeah. like, this is my interpretation of it. I could be wrong, but you jump in if, I'm, if I go off. I don't know much about it anyway. Okay, well, yeah. from what I heard, it was that um, we actually evolved. Oops, sorry. That's not good. With psychedelics. Yeah. So, like, if we were, like, at primates or Neanderthals or whatever, we would we would obviously follow around animals and that sort of thing, and we'd find mushrooms, we'd eat them. And because of, if you look at the, um, the MRI or EEG, yeah. The human brain, when it's on these psychedelics, all the neurons light up. It's almost yeah. like you're a, you're a baby again when your mind is in in a theta um, brainwave. We're actually absorbing information again. We can actually program your mind to to greater levels. Yeah, and they're actually saying that they helped us evolve to where we are now, to be mm. more intelligent, to be mm. more connected with the divine, that sort of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could say that people that make these substances illegal, they know that because they don't want us to evolve beyond a certain point where they make themselves redundant, sure. if that makes sense. Like yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. you were saying before. Sure, sure. Yeah. Is, is that right? Is that the, the right theory of my yeah. off? No, I, no, I, I don't know about that okay. one. Like, yeah. from, like the theory that I know is um, that would kind of try and explain the evolution of humanity would be the Anunnaki theory. I mean, um, you know, so the, the Anunnaki were the, um, the beings that came, um, interdimensional beings that came from yeah. a different dimension to come into Earth to, um, to, to harvest gold. That would explain our obsession with gold. Mm. So because gold, if you, um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if the right word, right word would be dissolve it or... Um, you can't no, you, dissolve you, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And place it into the atmosphere. It stops radiation from reflecting into the planet. And their planet was um, their planet had a huge amount of radiation, so they came here to to harvest the gold um, because we were such a um, uh, gold rich yeah. planet. And they they came in, and at that time there were we, there, there were no humans. There was apes. There was um, um chimpanzees and all those monkeys, mm. but there were no humans. So mm. they genetically modified us. We were using their own DNA, mm. gave us the capability to, to um, self-reflect, all that jazz. They gave yeah. us a technology, um, they gave us um, capability to do agriculture and other stuff. So yeah. this would be based mm. upon like, the reason to me this kind of pieces together would be because um, the temples of Gobekli Tepe in um, Turkey, oh, yeah. yeah, they they have like a similar, similar story where they have like a um, um, ancient civilization that taught us how to do mathematics, um, agriculture, and all mm. this other stuff, yeah. um, and that's when that's kind of where it all stemmed from. Mm. And they genetically modified us to um, to to be slaves, um, particularly to be to be slaves, so mm. we could harvest the gold for them. To be like uh, obedient, yeah, to be obedient. Yeah, um, and that's why they have um, the you know the. I think it was one of these beings in um, in Egyptian hieroglyphs, and it, I think it's Thoth with a big beak. The statue right here. Yeah, that statue yeah. right there. Mm. So that, that <laughs> <laughs> such a good coincidence. Um, that being was actually was one of the the heads of the of that god race. So I guess it would, it would be called a god race. There was multiple versions yeah. of them, mm. and there was um, there was a, obviously there was a hierarchy. Mm. And the older you are, the um, the more intelligent you are, blah blah blah. Yeah. And they came down to uh, came down on Earth, built um, all these crazy complex structures. That's why things like the the pyramids across like Egypt, um, Turkey, the ones in um, in China. Mm. Um, I think there's some in South America. They all seem to line up to a specific point, and they all have seem to link to someone who's who has this similar structure and they, mm. this um, um, I'm, I'm gonna guess I would say texts. 
that kind of coincide to the similar thing because yeah. at that time there was no way for them there was no way for humans to be able to travel to different places like across that. the earth yeah, yeah. and create something so to synchronize that yeah so so well and it seems like all these pyramids are synchronized. And the reason um, they were synchronized and they were created in a specific way was to um, channel energy and to channel intelligence. Mm -hmm. And that's why there was a crystal on top. Okay. So they, crea they created us from the fabric of their own ge genetic code. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But to be workers. To be workers, yeah, to be slaves. It's sorry, go on. No, 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 sorry. Yeah. I was going to say it, correct. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, so that was, that was a crazy interesting story and I delve, dove deep, deep into it. And to me, um, that seemed to make sense because I don't see how a monkey, even if, if, if they get to a point where they're taking um, psychedelics, they would get to a point where they can self-reflect self and all of a sudden mm. develop mathematics. Mm. Like that's true. It could be billions, billions of years. But yeah, billions, billions of years. Mathematics, agriculture, economy, mm. um, the capability to build, build pyramids. Even if you say that, let's thousands and thousands of um, of people had the capability to create a pyramid. The dimensions of a pyramid, the mathematical structure that would take mm. to create a pyramid to that dimension is crazy. Right. It would take a lot more effort than just that's a whole true. bunch of people. Do you know if the Anunnaki are they the star people? Do you know if that's I'm not sure if there would be the star people. I, I'm not, honestly not sure. I think they're, could, the, they're really, could, the really yeah. tall beings and the hieroglyphs with the, with the pine cones. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, those ones. Apparently they're huge. Okay. I thought they were the star people, which would have been cool. Um, or star gods. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I um, remember, um, uh, can't remember what it was, but there was a trip um, I had which links up similar to that, actually. Yeah. But it was talking about how light. Uh, Starlight yeah. acts as what it uh, combs us, yeah. and like it actually genetically has been altering us to mm. be able to uh, have this consciousness inhabit us. Yeah, um, and essentially, uh, I guess, yeah, it was like programming us. You could say it was programming us to be slaves to this consciousness, if you want to phrase it in one particular yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to for allow, allow them to then have uh, more influence over us, and if the starlight is encoded with, uh, you know, ancestral memories or uh, you know some intelligence, a higher intelligence or something like that, mm. then that would be the influence. It would start, you know, combing us to then learn and uh, at an accelerated rate and things like that. Um, but I, I remember the, why, the reason I thought it was like starlight, because our consciousness depends on light. Yeah, you know, and you look at the. Mm like those pictures of, of space where they sh show you how light is just like connecting the the entire universe, like a giant mycelium network or like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a giant web of information. That's what mm. it looks like. And so I wouldn't be surprised, like, the starlight has, you know, as we've kind of uh, been evolving, light has been responsible for our consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we need it to be alive. Mm. So it's been encoding information in us all this time, the information of the entire universe is being channeling itself into us wow. yeah. and so as we're slowly developing i mean this is light that's connected to every single planet in the, in the universe if there are alien species out there this light is a part of it this yeah. information is encoded yes. in yeah. the light yeah. and so as we're evolving this light disseminates its information into us and so we can receive information which gods to us could be alien species is, yeah. mm. you know that and that we're getting in touch with that information through light um and that's how it's programming us and that's how we suddenly you know, we're, we're probably still just premature sure. in yeah. our development, but we're getting just a surge of information from somewhere else.
Um, yeah. yeah. Did anything else give you any hacks as to like how to transcend the reality or how to change your dimensional shifts and that sort of thing? Is there anything like that you could sort of take home that I could use to 100%. make myself rich? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not rich, but you know what I mean. Just yeah. Constantly grow and evolve. Safe moon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm constantly grow and evolve, but actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the answer. Um, so for me, it came as like it felt like I'd become a chosen person, mm. but it wasn't like I'm the only person. Everybody is a chosen person. Yeah. We just need to wake up and realize that. Mm. When you realize you are the chosen person of your own narrative, your life becomes a movie. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, if whenever you're watching a movie and a character comes across an obstacle, mm. you know they can overcome the obstacle. You know that at some point they're going to overcome that obstacle and they're going to get what they want. That's true. Otherwise, it would be a pretty shitty movie. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just like fucking it. Yeah. Transporting me. But that's what we do. Yeah. You know, we come across an obstacle and we fall back on our default uh, programming. Mm. We, we're like very intelligent uh, vessels that, are, you know, like we've got our own, art, like our own artificial intelligence or our own programming to keep this vessel alive and surviving for yeah. this higher consciousness to inhabit us but we're interfering with it because our programming is set so strictly to stay alive mm. and to survive this programming wants to uh, this higher consciousness wants us to live it wants us to live the dream life that's mm. you know the high consciousness being machine yeah, that's their message they're saying you can do anything you want you can manifest whatever reality you want you need to become fearless mm. but our natural programming gets in the way of this. We uh, come across an obstacle and we're like, fuck this. I don't know what's behind that. Could be death. Mm. I'm going to return back to uh, my unsatisfactory, safe world. Comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. our yeah. comfort zone. The machines are saying, you've got to stop doing that. Uh, you are the main character of your movie and mm. your desire are markers of your destiny. So whatever, and your desires are, uh, keenly linked with your ability so whatever you truly want not what you falsely want you don't really mm. want to be rich you think you do but you don't really want to be rich you yeah. want to be what you associate with rich which mm. is contentment which is mm. fearlessness because there's no constraints on you no time that, that, that's, that, that's true. true to be honest you just live a life that's more more free right you know not controlled by society like with the whole job the routine the loans this to that you just want to have a you want to live to your fullest potential. Exactly. My, that, that's pretty my most important thing to do. And that's yeah. what it is. We need to, uh, we need to do that. And mm. it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, but you just need to be more present. Mm. And in every moment, do what you want. I was getting this message while I was running through the streets naked on a lot of acid. <laughs> <laughs> true story? Yeah, true story. Sorry. You, you yeah. gotta tell us that story, man. Yeah, well, you gotta go into that rat hole real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, I, what if he was the hobo? Super <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um, no, I took the highest dose of acid I'd ever taken. Uh, um, how much was that? I can't remember. It was the strongest acid I'd ever had, and I took three tabs of it. Oh, um, damn. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. And um, oh, all right. Uh, I had something close to that, but this was just so much more strong. Mm. Um, you had to run. I had to. The voice in my head was saying, "You gotta understand. You can do whatever you want." It was like, "We'll take care of you." And it was like, look, I, I was with a friend and I just undressed naked in front of them. And it was, and I was saying to him, I was like, look, I don't give a fuck. 
normally I'm like super, like I'm not going to do this. And okay. I was like, I could run through the streets right now. I wouldn't give a crap. I see. I feel it. Yeah. Oh, complete, okay. freedom. Yeah, complete, complete freedom. Complete yeah. freedom. Yeah. No Com judgment. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Let's get naked. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally. That's what it was. That's what it was. I want to be free. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. That so, is true freedom, though. It is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's what it was saying. It was like I am literally doing the thing that if I was sober, I would be feeling the absolute worst, mm. and I'm feeling the best I've ever felt in my life. You depend on nothing for your own happiness. You make it up. That's true. Damn, yeah, 100%. Yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I got so, the preacher. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I regret it like the day after. Yeah. Like, hey man, you uh, can't. Re that's like, bro. No regrets, man. This is, yeah. a, this is a fucking cool story. Yeah. yeah, yeah it is. Since, yeah, it since is. then, I've integrated and been like, I don't, yeah. I don't care. I see my neighbors. I say hello to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did anyone <laughs> see you? Oh yeah, yeah. They all came up to me. We're trying to. Like they were coming up to me to calm me down. I thought they were coming to congratulate me. Were you saying anything when you were running? Uh, yeah, I think I was screaming like I'll, I'll help people. Like, like I work it up as like a, yeah. I can help everyone wake up yeah, yeah, and yeah. see, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, I started like people were coming up and, and mm. uh, um, I saw the mess machine. I was I saw like, other people. Yeah, yeah. They, they were like the. Um, the, be the entities behind that I saw mm. previously, uh, I could sense them, and they were like telekinetic, uh, telepathically communicating to me. And, and they were they were attached to these people. They were attached. Well, to these the people. angel on the shoulder sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Was there a good one and a bad one? There wasn't for me. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was like a hive mind intelligence. We my mm. thoughts were being reflected off of them. We we're all just one mind, um, and they said, "Don't worry about it. Like um, we'll take care of you." Um, ambulance yeah. came. The paramedics came. Oh, and man. Um, yeah. Um, they're all just like saying, yep, you're going to be fine. Like, don't worry about it. This it's is funny that everyone thinks he's so, so nice. nice. Yeah, 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 everyone was super nice, I remember. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, I was fine. There's no legal repercussions or anything like that. So. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah I was, I, I don't even, I didn't even pay for the ambulance bill. I don't know how the ambulance bill got paid, but. I, I, I know. Wow, I know, yeah, I, know, I, know I know, yeah. So, um, yeah, and to be honest, um, I do think I was getting congratulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. think I was, I was perceiving, you know, a different. You never know, man. Yeah, yeah. their higher self yeah. could be like, "Fuck this guy, doesn't care." Yeah. People actually long for that kind of freedom, I suppose, to not give a shit what anyone thinks during your time. Because yeah. a lot of the times, I get yeah. stuck in that with like my social anxiety. Sometimes, like, in a certain room, like a work meeting with certain people, I'm like, "Whoa!" Immediately self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say, what I do. Like to get rid of that would be incredible. Yeah. Well, so, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. would you say that once you got over that that fear? It was like a reassurance at the end of the day, on the other side, you're always going to be fine. 100%. 100%. No matter what you do, you're going to be fine. Um, it was also like you're living inside your own mind yeah, as well. Yeah. So why would you give your power to other people? You know, like, um, there may be a physical world around us, but, you know, you interpret it through your senses and stuff like that. And so, you know, both of you guys, I I've composed through my sensory experience. And the words you hear, the meaning behind those words, I assigned those that meaning when I was a child. It's all, you are all reflecting me mm. and I'm reflecting you. Mm. You know, we are in the most literal way living inside our own mind. So the fact that we give our power to other people and we and allow ourselves not to be as happy as we want to be in the presence of other people mm. uh, is a great irony and it's a contradiction. Um, and yeah, that's one of the things that also can help us transcend. Yeah, well it's a prison of your own creation. It's a prison of your own creation, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Now, what, what were we saying before we went into this story? You were saying you were running down the street, thinking this, like before we went into this story, or did we just finish that topic? Mm, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't oh, remember. Yeah. 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 It, was, it, was, it was a shame. It was a really good... Uh, the credit for the lesson you had on that, on that streak was complete and utter freedom. 
Yeah. Was there multiple lessons you were learning as I, you were running? It was multiple lessons. Yeah. Like, um, it did keep, uh, it, it's funny actually. Um, I remember I was getting a sense that uh, the, the voice inside my head was saying, when you go inside the house again, you're going to uh, turn into white light forever and ever. And it's going to be the most intense experience you've had so far. Mm. And I remember being like, whoa, that's really scary. Like, I don't want to go back inside. Can I bring my friend with me? Who was the guy who was there? Mm. His name was Aiden. And the voice was like, yeah, we can bring whoever you want. It'll be fine. Um, but that never happened. I ended up getting picked up by the paramedics and uh, being driven to the hospital. And that was a crazy drive. I remember, like, I could just see in uh, binary code. I could only think in binary code. Wow. Um, oh, yeah, is that one yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, it's like the, the DMT trip the right. first time. Yeah, I'm just right. gonna finish the the LSD thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, after that whole experience, like two weeks later, I did DMT, um, and I did it on the couch inside with my friend Aiden, and I was blasted into the white light forever and ever. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and then when I came out, I was again like running through the streets naked, um, and I was like, oh crap, like I've done it again. Oh, um, you did the. The two weeks later I did the DMT, yeah. And then you ran on the streets naked. I thing. thought I was, because oh, yeah. oh, okay. yeah, yeah, but I was actually just having a memory. Oh, man. Yeah, and so I was connecting to like that past moment, and it seemed like that moment I was being told, you're going to turn into white light forever and ever when mm -hmm. you go sit on the couch with Aiden. Yeah. It all happened, it just happened like way later. What did it yeah. feel like to turn into white light? What was the actual experience of that? Um, that was uh, the DMT one, that was super intense. That was mm -hmm. like, uh, I remember smoking it. Um, I just wanted to break through like crazy, mm. like I hell wanted to break through. Do you ever, any, do you ever any, have any fear that like you may not come back to this reality at all? I didn't. Be gone. Not at all. No? no. So you knew you would come back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had that experience. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't for some reason. I didn't. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think fear just gets in the way of trips, to be honest. Mm. Um, and at that time, um, I was just too excited anyway. Yeah. So I took as much as I could um, and yeah, full like, it felt like the atoms were splitting and wow. just like the energy was like surging like crazy and then... Um, Ascension. Yeah, yeah. yeah, entities came up quickly. They started like whispering the secrets in my ear and they just like guided me to the white light. Yeah. What were these secrets, do you know? They were, they, were, they were like, we control you, we control everything. We are, you know, um, they were what I've come to believe are the machinos. Mm. Yeah. Um, Damn. Wow. Yeah. Damn. yeah. But I remember what we were talking about before, mm. this whole running story happened was that you were giving us some kind of hacks that the machine else taught you on how to shift your reality. Is yes, where we were yes, yeah. yeah. So there is the, there is an ultimate reality that mm. you can live. So there's lots of illusion around and it will act as uh, traps to pull you into, you know, realities you don't want to live. Mm. Um, the trap is just the way you see reality. There's nothing yeah. that you can go through that's really bad. That regret mm. is pointless. Um, but because you can be as happy as you want to be whenever you want to be, mm. uh, which is the secret. Um, but basically, you don't want to think about things that you don't have right now. Mm. You don't want to be thinking, how do I get that thing? Mm. Because right now you have everything you need. It's, it's an emotion that you've mm. had since you're a child. Mm. You know, you know how to be as happy as you want to be. You can just run around in a playground. Mm. So really, it's just about, um, um, see, I, 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 I like, Obviously, if I knew how to implement it perfectly, I'd be doing it, yeah. and I'm not. I, I was told, and it's helped me a lot, but it is very difficult to integrate. Yeah. Uh, but it's something like uh, stop wanting the end result, mm. start enjoying what you're going through right now, yeah. being super present, um, don't be afraid of anything. Whenever you feel fear, mm. know that that fear will just manifest itself, so don't give any thought to it, mm. um, and you will start manifesting 
the perfect you know chain of alternate universes yeah. for your perfect life. When it comes to the fear and obviously resistance, you could call it as well, mm. and the machine control everything, are they implementing fear in certain levels, or is fear just a a guarantee or just part of this reality that we're in? I believe fear is part of the reality we're in. So mm. fear is a byproduct of the physical realm mm. um, because in order to stay alive and to survive mm. you have to be afraid of death if you're not afraid of death you just die mm. um, especially you know through our evolution we got you know saved tooth cats like lurking everywhere you got to be looking over your shoulders at all times mm. um, machinos come from a realm that's timeless where they're all one they're a hive intelligence so they don't fear death like us death doesn't exist for them they you know they understand these things mm. um, death isn't real you are life therefore you can't experience death you only will understand life you only live yeah right so it is um, it doesn't make sense fear because mm. you know fear is the negative emotion that we experience there beyond fear it's just positivity um, yet we become afraid of something Mm. Um, which really is just fear itself. Um, but yeah, they are not fear. They didn't, I think they just, you know, had, we had fear to keep the vessel alive and now they're trying to help us get rid of fear because it's just not going to help us anymore. Mm. Not really. Yeah. Good point, man. Talking about all the machine else, the way you described them, I had a flashback. I think 2017, 2016, I had a, a weed brownie for the first time. Oh yeah. <laughs> this thing left me redundant. Like. Right. I couldn't sleep, but I couldn't move. So I was just like laying on my bed, like literally like this. <laughs> right, yeah. And I was just like closing my eyes and I was having all these visuals and all these different experiences. I remember one point, everything just went black, like mm. this nothing, but it was almost electric static in the air. Mm. And I'm just there and I was just like completely peaceful and blissful. And then like this, this little man floats in, like literally floats in, but he's not like huge, he's just quite small. Mm. I think he had like white hair or something, I don't know, but like a mini Santa Claus. Like it looked like an elf would be the yeah, way to describe sure, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's talking to me, he's like, do you know where you are? And I was like, no. Mm. Like this is your mind. Mm. This is your point of space, so to speak, where you can build and create and do anything you want if you know how to use this mm. space. And it was like sort of showing me like think of this, and I thought of this, and a building appeared like mm. between us. It's like mm. think of that, think of whatever. Damn. He's like he's like first you want to build something in your mind like this. Right. He's like and then keep coming back to this space whenever you need to and build and build and build it. Like and eventually when it's concrete and clear and precise, it will start to appear in your reality. Wow. It's like anything you want is like you want a building, you want a business, you want a partner you want whatever it is right and then we had this massively long chat and then i, I finally sat up and i could hear like a like that noise of like tuning tuning a radio in and he's like before he left like anyone you want to speak to he's like let me know and i can bring them to you and then it disappeared but then i was just having like different visions and thinking and whatever and i could i could see like like when i close my eyes it's like this images just constantly rolling but that may well very will be like a machine elf that you described. It sounds, like, similar. It. It sounds like the same messages. It sounds yeah. like Terence McKenna's version of machine elves, where they, yeah. he visited them and they were showing him how to speak realities into existence. Mm. Um, something like that. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. It's a crazy world out there. It is, man. It is. And it all sounds insane when you freaking talk mm. about it. Yeah, you know, it does a little bit. It does. Bit, it's yeah. super insane. That's the thing. Like, I feel like I always want to hold myself back from talking about it because, yeah. like, there's a skeptic in me and yeah. before I ever took psychedelics I was like this none of this is possible so it is hard you know obviously to 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 explore it because you're going to be skeptical the entire way yeah 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 even kind of to some of the bible verses too where it says like um all not all things are possible with man but all things are possible with God like God's source the universe all things are possible and um I forgot where I was going with this <laughs> it's just gone man. it's almost like when you're on weed and you're just yeah yeah conversation mm -hmm. I was going to go somewhere with that, yeah. but I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, actually, 
I had this real profound experience where I saw like a little blue dot, like an orb, and this little being come through it. And this is like a few years ago, and I was thinking to myself, like, I need to be absolutely insane to believe this was real. And I said, I have to be a lunatic to believe this was real. Mm. And then she said to me, it's like, don't you have to be? And then disappeared. And I think the message of that was like, maybe you have to be a lunatic Ticked. to break free and to yeah. really live. Yeah. Because yeah. people are going to consider you a lunatic, but you'd rather be a lunatic in a very rigid, structured society mm. than one of those who are just trapped in a prison of their own design. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Where, where can people find you, man? Where do we uh, find? Um, so at the moment, I'm on uh, YouTube as Trip Whip. Um, I got an Instagram as well, but it's just double P on the Trip and the Whip. Yeah. Um, otherwise, that's it at the moment. Do you want to start creating some more social accounts? Um, but that's where you can find me for now. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Trip Whip, man. Thanks a lot for coming down, bro. I appreciate it. This was like very profound and I learned a lot. Oh, it was yeah. a privilege being here, man. Yeah. It was an uh, awesome experience. I'm very grateful. Yeah. yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> you you didn't need like uh, someone else said that to do these yeah, things yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't need the like, subscribe, and all that stuff. <laughs>